episode of Nug Talk, a weekly podcast where we talk about everything going on in the NBA bubble. I'm your host, Loki. I'm here with Phil. Phil, what's up? How you doing? Pretty good. Getting ready for the Laker game that we got to play? Yep, watching the warm-ups right now. Yeah, so um, we will get uh, to the games that happened this week um, for everything considered. It was a very good week for us, I would say. Um, but we'll talk about the bubble a little bit, just some news going on in there. Um, the main thing going on is the race for the eight seed in the West. Uh, um, right now, the race for eight seeds between uh, the basically the Trailblazers and the Suns and kind of the Spurs. The Grizzlies are most likely out because Jaron Jackson Jr. got hurt. They lost every game but one in the bubble. Um, I think they also, uh, there's missing other players like Justice Winslow and things like that. Um, they're probably going to lose because they have a tough schedule going ahead. The Pelicans have been eliminated, so it's most likely going to be between the Blazers, uh, Suns, and uh, Spurs. And no matter what's happening, there's going to be a playing game apparently. So for like yeah, a playoff that's like, tournament, that's confirmed. That's now. confirmed. So with that considered, what do you think is going to pan out with the eighth seed in the West? Who you think will end up getting it, and how will it play out? Um. <clears throat> Well, I think it's probably going to end up being the Blazers. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm saying Blazers. They're hot right now. Um, and I think they have a pretty easy schedule going forward. Yeah. Um, I think they play Dallas and <clears throat> someone else that's not good. I forgot who else they play. I think it's the East team. Um, but yeah, I also <clears throat> I think it'll be the Blazers. I think it will go to a playoff series with Phoenix because Phoenix also doesn't have games. So they will play a two-game elimination um, where... If the Blazers win at least one of the two games, because they'll be the eighth seed in this scenario, they will still make the playoffs. If the Suns win both of those games, then the Suns will make it to the playoffs. But it's harder for the Suns to do both of that, even though they are undefeated, and they will probably end up going at least either 7-1 or 8-0. Um, I don't think they're going to lose these next two games that they still have left. So it is possible they could do. Devin Booker's playing really well. But I just think that the Trailblazers, uh, the addition of Nurkic, and we got to give credit to Melo Melo's also been playing well for them. Um, and the fact that we gave him a game, it really helped. So um, I think they're going to end up going to uh, the playoffs uh, this time for sure. Um, and then uh, speaking on that, like I said, Devin Booker's been playing really well. Damian Lillard's been playing well. What are some of your top bubble players so far? Um, I think the top player of the bubble is probably been dame he's one for sure yeah he's um, had two 50 point games no he has a 40 point and a 50 point game i mean there's a lot of people putting up numbers um but there's also a lot of, I, i'm gonna talk about more of like the surprising people i think like tj warren has been one of the yeah, best tj warren's probably one of the um, best even i think mpj deserves some love mm-hmm. even though he had a really bad first game yeah but tj warren also had a bad one bad game so um i think those guys are definitely some of the tops uh, Fred Van Vliet has been good, even though he had a bad game as well. Um, I would say another top player, uh, definitely, I was going to say MPJ as well. MPJ has been playing super well as of late for, uh, the Nuggets. He's gotten to his, kind of his groove. Um, and then I'm trying to think of another player. Jason Tain started playing better since he got his hair cut. Um, but I wouldn't say he was one of the top players. Uh, and then Devin Booker definitely also has been one of the top players. He said a game winner. He clutched out the game today for his team against OKC. 
Um, and he's been helping out a ton for that team, so I would also give one to Devin Booker. But I think those guys have definitely been the top performers. TJ Warren's by far the most shocking, I think, to anyone, though. Oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't bad this year. If you look at his stats, he was averaging 20 points before the season ended, but this is, like, another level. I feel like he's averaging, like, 28 now. Yeah, he's, like, he's scoring a lot of points. Um, they're playing Miami right now. Um, which is probably most likely going to be the first round playoff series for them, which will be interesting because him and Jimmy have um, their certain relationship where they don't like each other. So it will be good to see that one and how a new TJ Warren does against Jimmy Butler. Um, But yeah, that's everything basically going on. Otherwise in the bubble, um, the other seating, the only seating that's happening now is that We've clinched our division. We're fine. We're mm-hmm. guaranteed at least a four seed. We have any. We can either be two, three, or four at this point. Yeah. Um, and then the any scene below that four, five, and six, it's all between Houston, uh, OKC, and Utah. Right now, Utah is six. OKC is five, and Houston is four. But that can change by the next time we talk about this. Um, but we'll actually get into talking about our games that we had. First, we'll talk about the Heat game. It was one twenty-five, one hundred five. Not the best game to watch. We were without three starters. Will was out, Gary was out, and Jamal was out. Um, what did you think about the initial Heat game um, um, to blow out one? It just looked like just a lot of rust and the fact that we were missing three starters. I think that was the, like definitely our worst performance of the season. Um, not the season of the bubble. Um, obviously, it's our only loss of the bubble. No, well, we have two. Oh, no, we lost to Portland. But, yeah, yeah, we threw a point Portland. Um, but we <laughs> gave up on that game. Um uh yeah, I would say it's just hard to really gauge now. After seeing how they've played, I actually think they've looked really good in the bubble, but they looked horrible against the Heat. Yeah, um, I'd say my main takeaway from the Heat game was uh, it was a lot of selfish play, a lot of rustiness, um, no defense. Um, luckily, we fixed two of those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main issue I think in that game, and a lot of people had the feeling, and uh, was coming out of that game, there was a lot of players just chucking up shots. A lot of players doing stupid mistakes on defense. One of the key players in that, even though he's been having a good bubble since then, is MPJ. MPJ probably had the worst game I've seen him play in a really long time in that Miami game. Yeah, um, something clicked. <laughs> yeah, something after that clicked. But during the game with Malone, he got into it a bit where Malone subbed him out, and he didn't like that he subbed him out. But um, after that game, Jokic went into a press conference. He said he wasn't really happy about the selfish play. A lot of people thought he was targeting that com- that comment to MPJ. I think that was to everyone, but MPJ was included in that. Um, but then afterwards, apparently there was reports that MPJ just consistently texted uh, Mike Malone um, about that game and started asking about how to improve and stuff like this. And ever since that game, he has been a shining star for us yeah. in this bubble. So that Miami Heat game is a very crucial game when we look back hopefully to MPJ's career because I think something snapped in his head because he's playing way better offensively. More he's not confident. Taking, yeah, he's not taking stupid shots anymore. He's more confident. And when he does take stupid shots, it's after at least he's been hot. It's not anymore just chucking up shots. And he's also more patient with the offense. And I think that's the best thing that came out of that Heat game. So even though we lost that Heat game, which I expected us to lose because we didn't have anybody, um, at least something beneficial came out of it. Uh, the next game we played was against uh, OKC. Um, This was a very close game. We were actually down a lot in this game. Um, But uh, we brought it back, and then Shea kept trying to come back at us with it. But um, overall, we did win the game. Um, From that, though, who would you say is your MVP for this game? Because I would say 
Um, we won in overtime as well. It went to overtime 121, 113. Um, this one I'm going to say MPJ just because it was a career high 37. He popped off. I'll say Jokic just for difference because yeah, he, he, he was because he went clutch. He went clutch mode. So they they both popped off. It was they both looked amazing. Yeah, MPJ had a really good overall game. Jokic had an amazing overtime because Jokic scored eight straight points in overtime. He clutched that game out for us, and we won. Um, so, but it was just good to see MPJ finally play well, shoot well. He was four for six in this game, twelve to sixteen. He had 12 rebounds as well. That's one thing for MPJ that a lot of people still don't know is he's an amazing rebounder. He's probably going to stop Jokic from getting a lot of triple-doubles because he gets so many goddamn rebounds. <laughs> um, but Jokic did get one in this because of the overtime. Another shout-out to Monte Morris. He had zero points in the first half, and then from that point on, he had 17. He played really well. Um, he came up clutch in the second half. Um, but all of our bench was trash in that game. Um, nobody on the bench scored more than one bucket. It was really bad. But either way, we won the game. That's all that matters. So that was the main takeaway I took from that. Did, uh, is there anything else you want to say about that one? Um, I guess I'll shout out the other team a little bit. Chris Paul's crazy. Yeah, he had 23 he's, points. He's had a really, a really impressive resurgence this season. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like nothing really jumps out. The bench was pretty horrible, but The bench is my sense. biggest issue for that one. The bench did not play well at all. Granted... A lot of our bench players are playing for the starters because, again, Jamal and Gary and Will were out for that game. Um, they didn't play because of their injuries, which was unfortunate. But it is what it is. They just weren't playing. Um, but I did like to see that we came out and we won that game because I did say we would lose to Miami because we were down, and then we got people back, and we would come and back and bounce back for the OKC game, which we did. Um, and then the next game we played, again, was against San Antonio, a team we have a lot of familiarity with. Well, this game, we were also down quite a bit in this game. Um, randomly, players on uh, San Antonio started popping off for them, like Rudy Gay and some guy named Keldon Johnson or something like that, and Devin Eubank. They had a lot of... Their bench really played super well. Um, we played bad defense, but we won 132-126. Um, who would you say was your MVP for this game? Um, I'll give this one to MPJ. We're talking a Spurs game? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll say MPJ. He got career high, 15 rebounds, 30 points. Looked great from the get-go. Um, it, MPJ is showing us something, and watching this Laker game, he's still kind of showing us something. So, um, MPJ came out in that game. I think he had the first 10 points. Um, actually, maybe that was a Portland game. It's hard to tell now. He's just always popping up, popping off. It's kind of hard to tell. But uh, he shot well again, 5-9. and nine. Again, a double-double, 30-15. and 15. Um, I'm actually going to give my uh, MVP for this one to Jeremy Grant. He had 22 points. Um, he shot 8 of 14. He had 2 of 6. He just played really good defense. He played really well overall. Um, and he started guarding Derek White. And no one else could really guard Derek White. And it helped out a lot. That's an issue that's going to happen when we don't have Gary and Will. Um, and Jamal didn't play either. But it was just he was scoring too much. But then we put in a lineup where Jeremy was kind of our point guard and it started working out. Um, Monte also played really well. He had 19 points. Uh, Jokic had 25 and 11. Um, and then PJ Dozer also should get a special shout-out because in this game he had 12 points and 8 assists and 5 rebounds off of the bench. Um, he played really well. Um, there was a point where we decided not to go with like our original uh, bench guys, and we decided to go with PJ and uh, Jeremy, and you know run 
Monte, Jokic, and Porter, and that really that lineup helped out. So that was kind of all Malone because he finally made um, you know a good decision with his lineups. Yeah. Um, but overall, I was happy with this game just because this is a team we played with last year, and I think we both agree that we are way better than this team now. Oh yeah. And without three stars to come back and win that game, it was pretty huge. Yeah, and like even with Aldridge in, I just I don't know. Maybe it would have been a tougher game with us being shorthanded, but we just look. It just kind of looks like we've kind of surpassed a lot of teams that we are um, weren't better than last year. Yeah, I would say that we definitely are better than them. I think if Aldridge was in that and we didn't have our starters, it definitely still would have been harder. But we could have won. I think the best thing of this team that we've seen throughout these games, uh, these five games that we played. Even this game that's going on right now um, is that this team doesn't give up, and it doesn't matter who's in the game. They're always going to try to play hard and play consistently well and play good basketball. And I think that's a good thing to see. There are issues, and we'll talk about them. But um, so far, two and one for the first three games without three starters. It's the best you could ask for. And then we get to this game, the most random game we played against Portland. Yeah, we lost one twenty-five, one fifteen. We were up five points with four minutes left. And then Malone just continues to run the third stringers. So what do you think he was doing? <laughs> he was conceding the game, obviously. There were, if we wanted to, we could have won that game by like 15. Yeah. We, it was in. It was there. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I, I don't get it. Like he, Last year, he we all know last year, he lost games on purpose to make sure we were on the easier road in the playoffs and didn't have to face the Warriors. It's, all, it's well known. Everyone knows that he did it. Um, but this time it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because if anything, it tells me he doesn't want to play Dallas because if we won this game, we had an even better shot of being the two seed. Now, granted, we still could be the two seed, but losing this made it harder. So I don't know why he did this. Your idea was he was trying to fuck the Lakers over. Yeah. Um, and put Portland in the playoffs, but I just... This didn't make any sense to me at all. We were having a great, we were having a decent game. Like obviously the starters weren't playing well. Started running the third stringers. They're competing with a Damian Lillard who's trying very hard and a very try hard Portland team because they're trying to make the playoffs. Um, and we're in the game and we're up four. And, I mean up five. And then he just decides to quit. Um, if we put Jokic in the last four minutes, we would have won. I don't know why. I don't. Um, we'll still give MP, uh, we'll still give an MVP for this game because, I mean, this this basically was a dub that we gave away. It so. was it was a win that we sh- that we had and could have held pretty easily. But yeah, I don't think any Nugget fan came it. out of this game upset with how we played because everyone knows we were the better team. We just gave it away. Like I think it was very clearly obvious that we weren't trying because we had we had Kata Bates Diop play twenty four minutes. He never plays. <laughs> Um, it didn't make any sense. Uh, but who was your MVP for this one? I think there's only one option. Um, for the Portland game. Oh, Portland. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, probably MPJ, right? Yeah, he had 27. <laughs> he was four seven from three, ten of eighteen, and he had twelve points. Um, and he kept us in that fucking game. He is this. He's on one right now. He's figuring it out as we're talking. He just yeah, he just hit he, a three. He has eleven <laughs> points, four four shooting. Yeah, so he's just on one. He's a bucket getter. That's what he is. Um, also, we shot fifty percent from three in this game, which was good sign. A good sign from us because we've been we're one of the worst three point shooting teams in the bubble right now, which is a bad sign, and we need to fix that. Mm-hmm. But luckily, we have MPJ, who's been very consistently good from three. 
Um, and uh, Jeremy Grant's been decent, um, and Jokic has also been very good from three, but not in that game. Um, but the Portland game, we're just going to throw away. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. We gave it away. This is a very big game that we need to talk about, and it was the game against the Jazz, and oh my god, what a fucking game. It went to double overtime. Uh, multiple clutch shots hit by Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jamal Murray. Um, Jamal came back for this one. He was supposed to be on minute restriction. We went to overtime, and Malone said, fuck that, and I think it's because Malone realizes this is most likely who we're going to play in the playoffs. It's either going to be Utah or OKC, most likely. One of those two, which I feel pretty good about, actually. Yeah, I'd rather play Utah, but I think that's why Malone was like, fuck his minute restriction. We're going to let Jamal play this out. Um, And who would you say is your MVP of this fucking game? Because it was a crazy one. Oh, gosh, hold on. I have to pull up the box score uh, on this one. There's a lot of people to choose from. Jokic had 30, 11, and 7. Jamal Murray had 23, 12, and 8. Michael Porter had 23, 11, and he shot he shot bad from 3. But he otherwise, he had 23. Jeremy Grant had 21, and he shot 7 to 12. You know what? I'm going to go Jamal here just because he did. He was the clutch. He went. He was the one who really went clutch mode. He did win overtime. the game. Yeah. Um, and he... Got 12 rebounds, which is pretty impressive for a point guard. Yeah, that's his, uh, that actually is his that career, is career high. That is career high, yeah. Yeah, 12. That was his career high. Um, yeah, I would say I'm going to give it to uh, Jokic just because he made sure it went to overtime and he also played really well. He also had 30 and 11. And because everyone else is playing so well, I think people are forgetting how good Jokic is because it's always MPJ has a better game than him. <clears throat> Or Jamal has just as good as a game as him, and people are like forgetting about Jokic. I have now. a feeling that's like going to become Jokic's legacy now. He's going to be like the guy that everybody forgot was so good. Yeah, because, but he's kind of like, like he's Pippen, still, even. Yeah, like, he's like he's going to be like Tim Duncan, but. where he's just like this kind of quiet guy who just puts up numbers, and no one's going to notice that he's putting up these numbers because there's MPJ and Jamal, who are way more attractive and like marketable type of players for like the general NBA public. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to avoid Jokic's numbers, even though he's posting ridiculous numbers in the bubble. Um, but it's just classic Jokic numbers. Um, but I'm just more happy we won that game because um, we still didn't have Gary and Will. And that's a huge game for us to win without those guys and to come back and win that game. Cause we were down quite a bit in that game. Um, we were down multiple points, like 12 and 14 points, and we came back to win it. We did blow it at the end. Um, it did come out, though, that that stupid call, Jamal, in the yeah. last two minutes was a bad call. And that would have ended the game. And that would have ended the game. But, you know, refs hate us. That's not life. Um, he's got to live with that. But overall, what are your insights? Good things from the games we played? Bad things from the game we played? Well, I think it's obvious the bad thing, like you mentioned, the, uh, three-point um defense is awful we're the worst and the our bubble. defense in general is also the worst in the bubble and i think that you chalk that up to a little bit to the fact that we're the nuggets and also we are missing our best defender yeah we're missing two of our best yeah defenders. Our, two, also, our, our two best also very defenders. statistically good this year at defense um so it's it's hard to really not be happy with how they're playing considering how shorthanded they are like even tonight they're down gary will barton and jeremy grant they're always missing at least three players yeah oh we didn't even talk about in the I think it was the Utah game. Paul sat out that game. No, it was oh, Portland. He sat out Portland. Sorry about that. But yeah, we've we've been the most hurt team in the bubble. I think so. Um, by far, or we've been consistently the most down. Yeah, yeah we've missing starters, everything like that. But I do agree with you. The main issue right now is three point side of the ball shooting and scoring. Our three point shooting is not good. Our three point defense is not good. 
I chalk up our three-point shooting to not being good because we don't have uh, Jamal um, and we don't have Will. I'm not going to say Gary because Gary was bad at threes, but who knows? Maybe Gary comes back and he'll be good he this the, time. He has the ability. Um, but we do need Will. We do need uh, Jamal because they are good three-point shooters. Granted, MPJ is a better three-point shooter than Will, but um, it just helps. The more shooters you have out there, the better. Um, hopefully our defense gets better. I really do think Gary and Paul together on our starting lineup makes our defense 20 times better than it looks like. So I'm assuming when Gary comes back, we'll be better. But who the fuck knows when that will be? Because I don't even know Gary's timetable. I don't know Will's timetable. No one knows about those guys. Um, I'm assuming they'll be back by the playoffs, but they won't play a single game in this eight-seeding game. So will they even start? Who fucking knows? Because they're not going to be in shape. Because there's no way they can be in basketball shape. I have no clue what they're going to do. They need, like, best cases of them actually getting to play a game, but I feel like they're not coming back until the playoffs, which is going to be kind of an issue, but we'll see what happens. That's the biggest probably issue I have is the fact that Gary and Will still haven't played. That hurts us a lot. They're two starters who are very valuable to our team, and even if one of them decided not to start, like Will, um, it still hurts not having those guys. But overall, um, positives, obviously MPJ, the the improvement of MPJ in one game is insane. It's just changed. He has broke multiple rookie records. He's best rookie since Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin was just like him. He had to skip a year and came in in his sophomore year. It was his rookie year. Um, he's He leads every rookie record for the Nuggets, I'm pretty sure, and if not, he's like tied with the Kambi Matumbo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this man has destroyed rookie records. Uh he is the only rookie this year to score 30 points twice. Um, like, that's high as he did. He's the only one to score 37. Not Jaw or Zion or any of those guys did it. This kid looks great. He still has his issues. He's not great defensively. Um, he can get a little bit boneheaded. But o- overall, this this is the most impressive thing I've ever seen out of MPJ or a player from a one-game turnaround. Because a lot of people... Or over MPJ because of some of the public comments he said, some of the ways he was acting, the way he played in that Miami game. And a lot of Nuggets fans on Reddit kind of gave up on him, but now I think no one has given up yeah. on MPJ. I'll still say this, though, because we had this conversation on the last podcast. I still think Bobo has a higher potential, but MPJ is very much capitalizing on his potential right now. Yeah, he's looking dominant now. He's doing a very good job about being a good player. Um, so that's definitely one of the best things there. Would you say that he is gonna be? Would you say he's our second best player? Because some people think that I. He's looking like he is right now, but I know I, I still say it's Jamal Murray. I think Jamal's getting a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say hurt, but I think Jamal's reputation is getting a little bit hurt um, by the fact that MPJ just came in and immediately took the second spot in people's eyes. I mean, even for the promotion for this Laker game today. Um, they were showing MPJ over Jokic and Jamal. So MPJ has become our franchise face mm-hmm. just in these games alone because they know that he's easier to market. Um, but I still think Jamal's better. I think Jamal's more composed. I think Jamal's better in yeah. his years I've... and everything, making better. And Jamal also has improved as well in oh, yeah. the games we've seen. He look, He's looked great. He's way bigger. Yeah, he's huge. Um, I will say that I don't think Jamal's going to be better than MPJ for much longer. You would hope not. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You want MPJ to be better, but I wouldn't say MPJ is better right now. No. Um, but I do think MPJ has the potential to be a superstar, at least an offensive superstar in this league. He'll never be like a two-way player. But if he's like Kevin Durant, 
He eventually learns how to play defense. Exactly. If he it's just over. has to learn to lose his, use his length. Yeah, it's over. Because once Kevin Durant went to Golden State, he learned how to play defense, and he became a monster on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. But that took a lot of years for that to happen. That was like eight years of his career till he learned to play defense. And that could be the same for MPJ. But as long as he learns to score, that's all that matters, because we have people who can defend for him. Uh, the other conversation is, do you think MPJ should start in the playoffs? Yes. I Okay, Let's. I, I think I've said this before on this podcast. Let's think about it realistically here. Are the Nuggets winning the championship? The answer to that question is no. Maybe. The answer to the question is no. Why would you start someone who you obviously think is your franchise cornerstone? Why would you not start someone who's playing well who you obviously think is one of your franchise cornerstones? It's time. It's time to just start him. Yeah, I say start him just because it seems like Will's okay with it. Will went yeah, out and, and posed, that too. And Will put a tweet out that said you can't keep him on a leash. You got to let that boy play. And to me, that makes me think that Will's okay with losing his starting spot and coming off the bench for uh, MPJ, which would actually, I think, benefit the team overall because Will would be also a good ball handler and playmaker for our bench, and he can at least be that scoring unit for the bench when our bench is lacking in scoring. Granted, MPJ can also be that scoring uh, push that we need when the bench is lacking, but I think Will going to the bench would be beneficial. Now, who knows what Malone decides to do? His hand might be forced anyways, because I don't know when Will's coming back, so he might have to start MPJ. Um, And who knows when Gary's coming back. But I do think at this point, MPJ has shown enough to the point, especially offensively, where he has to play. You You can't put him on the bench. He's scoring. He's averaging, if you don't count that first game, 29 points. Which is crazy. That's a lot. You can't just put him down on the bench. You can't just not leave that going in the starting lineup. So that's another thing um, that comes with that. But um, now we'll talk about the rest of the games going forward. Right now we're playing the Lakers. Uh, We are losing by six, but it's fine. Um, I just saw Kata Bates D up was in, so I don't really think. Malone came out today (laughs) and said that he's going to make sure the guys are ready, but also he's not going to risk injury, basically. And they also asked him, it's like, how much does this game tell you um, how we stack up against the Lakers? And he said it doesn't tell you much. Yeah, because he's, I think he's more concerned about keeping everyone safe and healthy so we're healthy in the playoffs. Um, Granted, it could be risking chemistry. It's a risk he's taking, but it's better than, you know, putting in a guy in a game that doesn't really mean anything. Because like I said earlier... We're either two, three, or four. We're most likely three. It's very unlikely we don't end up being three um, unless we lose out and Houston wins out. But I don't think we'll lose out. And I don't think Houston will win out either. Um, but, yeah, so right now we're playing them. I say we'll probably uh, lose this game just because of the way um, we took Jeremy out and things along those yeah, lines. We're, but just, we're shorthanded, and this is the title, title favorite, even if they're not playing very well. Yeah. So I think we'll lose this game. But the next game, we play the Clippers on Wednesday. Um, It could be a battle for the two seed, um, depending on how they play tomorrow. And if we lose this game or win this game, it has the potential to be whoever wins that gets the two seed. Um, What do you see from that? What would you prefer the outcome would be that? Do you want to win, be the two seed, or you rather be the three seed? I mean, I would rather play Utah and OKC over Dallas. I don't think that either of those teams are better better than Dallas, but Luka just scares me. I if he it's just kind of one of those things where like you never know when a player is going to show with greatness and like Steph Curry did it to us that year when we lost to the 3-6 matchup. Yep. And so I'm just you're just worried that Luka just goes into like like goat mode and becomes a like 
one of the best. Like he already is one of the best. He's not even in his prime yet. Yeah. So that just player. that just scares me. I would honestly rather things stay the same. I'd rather play. I would like to play Utah in the first round. Um, and if not, I'd rather play OKC. None of those matchups are easy, but I think, especially without Utah's home court advantage, yeah. no one talks about that really because they don't have it either now. They don't have it either. Yeah, I think um, like part of me wants to be the two seed. Just to say we were the two seed and we got past the Clippers, even though they had two stars the whole year and stuff like that, and we were also out without three starters in this bubble. Um, but part of me has a feeling that both of us are content with our positioning. Yeah, they're content with being two. We're content with being three. I have a feeling nobody's gonna play in this fucking game. I think Kawhi's gonna sit. I think. Oh, when we play them, yeah. yeah I yeah. think everyone's gonna sit. I think Kawhi's gonna sit. I wouldn't be shocked if Paul sits this game. I wouldn't be shocked if even Jokic set this game. I would not be surprised if nobody really important plays this game. And if they do, they play very limited minutes. Because I think they're content with being two. I think we're content with being three. Granted, I'd rather play Utah. And I think we are going to play Utah because their schedule is pretty hard. Um, But, yeah, I just think no one's going to really play that game. And if they do, it's going to be limited minutes. It's not going to be like a real type of game, even though it it definitely has to. It's the the second-round preview. But I don't think anyone's going to take it seriously for that point. Um, it's kind of like the Bucks Raptors game today. No one took that seriously, even though that's the ECF preview. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't even think the Nuggets are really even taking this Lakers game very seriously right now. Yeah, it's just like at this point, I think we're more concerned about being healthy going into the playoffs because we know how much it sucks when we're not healthy going into the playoffs um, from experience last year and just I think in Nuggets history in general. Um, but. Yeah, so I say the next two are probably losses. I think you're on the same point. You think we'll probably lose to the Clippers, mm-hmm. um, I, and then yeah. Toronto. It it's could be the same thing again. Yeah, it's hard to players. predict these last two games. Um, I mean, even if we lose all three, I think we're still we're most likely same. three seed unless Houston yeah. wins out. We're most likely three seed, but Houston has a tough schedule, and I don't think they could win out. I don't um, think they will. I mean, I don't. Th- I think Houston's looked good, but. Houston's the only person that could pass us. Um, either way, that since we won the division, we are going to be four, even if we have like a worse record for four. Yeah. So, and I'll do. I'll take four too. I mean, I, I don't want four, obviously. But yeah. if it's four, then it's OKC. So, like, it's yeah. just two. I think we're pretty much guaranteed to get the two teams that I want to play. So, yeah. so I'm okay with. Um, I just want to be three. Take that. Hopefully, win that out because Utah has doesn't have that many good players right now. They're missing a lot of people. Because um, of quarantine, ops outs, a lot of things along those lines. Um, I just want to go th- that way. But I say these next three games don't take a lot into it. Just hope that, you know, MPJ is going to get a lot of minutes. A lot of the young guys are going to get minutes. Hope that they play well. They get in more shape. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Jamal plays a lot just because we want to get him in shape to play in the season, uh, to play for the playoffs. But he'll pre- probably be on a minute restriction again. Um, but yeah, I think you just got to hope that we just play well. Even if we lose, we lose. It doesn't matter. We're most likely thirsty. You just got to accept where we are I, at this point. I think we should be happy with that, especially because even before the bubble, and including the bubble, we just have struggled to stay full strength. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a theme. It doesn't seem like these injuries are nagging. It's just been kind of unfortunate. I think he's being on the cautious side. Yeah. I, I mean, The I, only one that's worrying is Gary's because it's a hip. Yeah, and Gary's had a hip before. Yeah, that's the only one that's worrying, but... Uh, Will's is a fucking it's right knee soreness. Yeah, I think I think Will's gonna be back 
Um, I think he probably. I I'm starting to think that Will could play if we needed yeah, him. Yeah, I think Will could play. Gary's the one where I'm like, I don't know anything about him. There's no timetable for Gary. Grant, yeah. there's no timetable for Will, but yeah. Will's injury I think, seems less serious. I think Will's our sixth man, so I think Malone. I I I'd be I would really be really shocked if he benches MPJ after the way he's. Been yeah, playing. if Will's not 100 percent either, I don't think we should start Will. Was we've seen Will when he's not 100 percent, like when last year. Last year he wasn't healthy. He played in the playoffs and he was trash. Um, if Will's not 100%, Will's not good. So I think MPJ will start. But um, yeah, I think that's everything we wanted to go over for at least this. You know, we had a pretty good week. Um, they played really well, even being, you know, a lot of men down. We've showed a lot of improvements. MPJ has grown as a player. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, they're competing right now against the Lakers. Yeah, so. so this team shows a lot of fight, a lot of effort. Um, I'm excited for you know next episode when we do our playoff preview. Talk about the. I think next time we record, we'll know our matchup. Yeah, we'll know our matchup. We'll talk about the matchup. We'll talk about the other rounds. Give our predictions. Um, uh, I guess just to sign off, we'll say who we think will play. We'll play in the first round. I think it'll be Utah. Same. Okay, cool. So we're gonna go with Utah, but it could be OKC. Um, could be Houston. Very unlikely. Um, but yeah, I think it will be a fun playoffs. Um, I'm excited to see these next three games, just see how the young guys improve and we'll get back to you guys next time. Go Nuggets.